Amen, amen. Well, I tell you, I think this, this uh, title is going to say it all. The Lord was just showing me different things as I've been just looking and getting squared away for, for the holidays and things like that. And, and it just, just came to me. Moving forward in a backwards world. That's just crazy, isn't it? But I tell you what, let's face it. The world we live in is very different probably than the world we were born into 20 years ago, 30 years ago. <laughs> And so on. I'll leave that alone. But you know what I mean? I remember when Thomas graduated high school and then he graduated college. I said, son, this is a different world than what you came out of high school in. You know, just those four years, it's very different. And you see things changing all the time. Look at our health care. Look at look at the different things. And, and what was really wrong before seems to be OK now. You know, so it just seems like things are really backwards in this world. And I thought more and more about it. I said, what a difference. I said, it's very different than where we're going to spend eternity as believers, amen? Very different. Think about this. There's tough choices, hard times. There's great tragedy and loss. Hard to say that we're going when you mouth tragedy, tra that word, and loss. But I said, don't get me wrong, you know. I said, there's some good things too. Just like we talked, the gift of friendship, the blessing of family. Man, and I pray each of you got to experience that, oh, um, you know, over Christmas and that continues. You know, there's a lot of things that we see at Christmas that maybe we don't see throughout the year. And I'm, I'm focusing on the good things, you know what I mean? Family, forgiveness, you know, uh, giving gifts. And, and don't, get, don't get me wrong when I say that. I'm talking about just extending out and say, hey, you know what, can I help you with that? Hey, you know what, why don't you come to our house? Little things like that. And, and I pray that, you know, we don't lose that. we got 364 more days from, from Christmas back around again to keep that same thing, to keep the Christ in Christmas, you know what I mean? And so it just doesn't have to be on the 25th of December. I'm praying that we can continue to, to work that right on through our lives. And as Christians, that should be the centerpiece of what people see, our love. They will know you. Why? From your love. Amen. I hope we can we pour that out all year through. And if you get a little love, low on the love, you can just go back to Jesus. He'll fill you up again. Amen. Look to the cross and look on the other side of that cross because he is risen. Amen. We serve a risen Savior. And I was thinking about a couple other things. I said, you know. Talking about the difference. I said, you know, in the Bible, for example, it says, the Bible says, love your neighbor. The world says it's all about you, right? That's a little different, right? Uh, you go on and it says, you know, the world says it's all about what you own, where you live, what you drive. The Lord said it's about trusting him and loving, loving others and making eternal differences. So in our life, we really see that there's, there's this big tug of war going on in our life. Two different directions. You know, do we, do we line up with the world or do we line up with the word? And I pray as we come together, we encourage each other to line up with the word. Now, anybody ever feel beat down because they don't line up with the word? Guess what? It's a new day. Fresh grace and mercy. I can promise you this. I would never even walk even close up here if I did not believe that God's grace and mercy is not sufficient. Is it sufficient? It's more than enough, isn't it? And I'm so grateful for that. I was talking to a friend of mine that I hadn't talked to in, in years. And I, I think y'all heard some of the story that the Lord had put him on my heart. The guy that taught me how to play guitar. And it's been years and years and years. And I tracked him down. And we've been calling and talking and things. And I had a conversation yesterday. I said, man. He says, man, I want to go to heaven. I said, well, good. I got tickets. <laughs> right? I can tell you about Jesus right here. And here's the thing. It's not that he don't believe. It's, it's, it reminds me of many of us. We have a problem receiving, you know, and we talked and everything. And I got to pray with him and stuff. And I'm trusting the Lord's going to bring him in. I think he's got the, the full picture, but sometimes just jumping in and say, you know what? I got to have that in our head. We can say we, we got to have that. But then to, to make that commitment and just receive it, it seems like it's a, it takes a little bit. What does what Andrew say? You got to drop about 12 inches from your head to your heart, you know. And so we're going to be praying that it drops right to his heart. And you know what? He's got a praying sister, so he's a goner. You know what I mean? I tell you what. But see, he wants what Christ has to offer, but he doesn't know how to let go. And I'm not picking on this is This is me 30 years ago. I didn't know how to let go of the world. Guess what? Let's let go, right? And even guess what? When we let go of the world and grab hold of the Lord, sometimes we still reach back, don't we? We do. But I'm going to tell you what, the grip of God's grace on your life is greater than the grip that you have on the world. Amen. And the more we keep our eyes on God, the less we want to grab hold of the old things. Amen. That's just how God works. What an amazing, amazing gift that he offers us. 
So we can see where it can be really easily to sway, to take the, the path of comfort, right? How many people like a whole bunch of bumps and bruises in their road, in their life? I didn't think I'd see anybody say, so this guy go up. <laughs> I didn't say have a lot, I said like a lot, right? We all have a lot, right? But you know what? I also know this from, from spending time with my brother. He knows the Lord in such a way that he knows if a bump's there, a blessing's coming, amen? He knows if there's, a, if there's a detour, then God's got the best route. It's not always comfortable. It's not always comfortable, but I'm going to tell you what, it's filled with compassion if we take that time to walk with the Lord, amen? So I want to give us our scripture today, as I uh, hope he knows I say all the time, if you got your Bibles with you, <laughs> love for you to turn to Romans 12, 2. And I, I love this, uh, boy, I want to see, if, can y'all see that all right? Uh, Romans 12, 2, and I, I really love this version of this. I think it's the New Living Translation. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. How's he doing? By changing the way you think. Let's just stop right there for a second. Where is the battlefield? That, that the enemy tries to attack you on. Right there. Right between them ears, man. The mind is a battlefield. Because if he can get you thinking about it. And just speaking it. It'll work you up. Got a story for you right now. How many know that I am a mama's boy? Everybody. Isn't it right? They know that, right? And I said, my, I had to put the sneak attack on my mom. She does not like going anywhere. Right? And so I said, man, how can I get? I want my mom to see the Christmas tree and visit some folks, you know? So, number one thing is, you can't tell her she's going somewhere. All right, you can't tell her. Number two, bring breakfast. All right? And number three, while she's still wiping the crumbs off her face, you wheel her to the front door and say, we got to go. Right? So, I kidnapped my mother yesterday. <laughs> and it's funny, the, the, you know, I had a picture of her on Facebook. I said, man, this is one of the greatest gifts I had. I got to spend some time with my mom. And the two girls that, that, that watch, uh, help out with my mom during the week, they wrote, you're kidding, right? How did you get her out? And I wrote back in a text message, I have the hostage, right? I got her. And you know what? Talking about your mind, right? She said, I want to go home. I want to go home. I said, we're in the living room. She had already got herself geared up. I want to go home. I said, well, I kind of had to. Use my wife as the scapegoat. I said, you know how Denise is? I said, Mom, she'll take that tree down before I get back. She will. She'll be like, oh, praise the Lord, everything. Good, good Christmas. Box it up right there. She's ready to box it up, man. She's ready to jump into the new year. She is ready, man. She likes to get it done, man. So you, know, you don't even get, you say Merry Christmas. She's taking stuff down. Now, she loves it, but she'll be the first one to put it up, too. I mean, the turkey's still based in on, on Thanksgiving. She's like, I need a tree in the house. Yeah, all that stuff. So we get it early. Get in early, get out early. So anyway, I said, Mom, you know what? I said, you know how Denise says she'll take that tree down. You'll never see it. She said, send me a picture. <laughs> she said, I don't want to go. Now, my mom, it's not that she, she just, she don't like to go out the house. 86 years. I've been here 50 years, almost 51 years. It's always been the same. She don't want to go. She loves us, but she can love us from her house and her dominion. So I got her. I put her in there. And we went riding. I said, you want to go down to Buck Road, baby? Nope. I want to go home. I took her down here. I went by Tanya and Tim's. Come outside. I got her. They go, oh, my gosh, Miss Ruthie. Come out there. They talked to her. I said, how you like that? They said, oh, that's good. I took her down past Thomas's house, man. I made the rounds. I took her by Angela's house. Her and Nicholas come out. My mom was going, oh, my gosh. I went by Barbara and Jimmy. She said, this is why I don't like going. I said, well, you I said, well, if you go more than once a year, we wouldn't have to see everybody. I said, I know the mayor. You want to go? No, I don't want to go by there. I was just teasing. So then I got her in the house, and, and, and she looked at everything, and Jesse played his trumpet for her, and everything. everything was good. So you got around them grandbabies, everything's good. <laughs> I'm old news, man. You know, them grandbabies are like, woo, that's just right up here. But what I'm saying about this, she got it all wrapped up in her mind. It was going to be bad. Soon as I told her, now even though she didn't know where we were, I just said, we're heading home. Everything was okay. You know? She, 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 just, she wants to get back home. And that's okay. And I don't, y'all going to say, I cannot believe you treat your mama. I'm loving her the whole way. See, I only have to do that once a year, you know? But I said, man, mama, I just want you to get out. I want you to enjoy a few things, you know? I do fine at the house. You know? She just doesn't like to get out. But you know what? I got her back in the house, got her all set back. Man, I'm going to tell you what, when, when she saw her chair, I mean, she was, I got her in there, man. The dog was running in between her legs. She was just like, 
Give me my chair, man. She got in there and popped down there. I said, how was that, Mom? She said, that's good. I said, did you enjoy yourself? She said, oh, yeah. What? <laughs> I mean, she fought me the whole way, man, the whole way. And I even had, you know, you got like FaceTime and stuff on your, on your phone, you know, where you can, you can see each other on there. I got her in the car, and I called my sister. And she said, hey, bud. And I just turned the, turned the camera like this. She goes, Ma, <laughs> you're in the car. Yeah. Now, you know, that probably sounds to y'all like real silly stuff. Man, look, I have probably only ate out with my mother in 50 years, maybe three or four times. Three of them are probably under duress. You know? Oh, I just got to stop in here a minute. No, you don't. I don't want to go. You know, and that's, and that's all right. But once she gets here, it's okay. But everybody's wired different. I'm not making fun of that. But what I'm saying is this. Look how much she, we can get ourselves worked up when we focus on the wrong thing. Did she have a good time? Absolutely. Did, you know, did she enjoy seeing, seeing the friends and family? Absolutely. But she didn't want to take that step. If you're here today, there's people that, that want to enjoy things with the Lord, and they don't want to take that step. You've believed the lie of the enemy so much that you say, he, he, he can't use me. That's a lie. He can use you. He loves you, okay? So what I want us to do is protect that thought process and line it up with the word of God. Amen? Well, let's keep on reading the rest of that verse. All right? It says he does it by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. That's a pretty good thing to know, isn't it? I'd say so. And what does he say what it is? Which is good and pleasing and perfect. How many know his way is better than our way? How many know we usually take our way? I got the only hand up. Come on now. Oh, I'm going to pray for us all. But you know, it is, you know, we, we, we believe that. I mean, I don't think you find anybody that will come in there and say, no, I don't think God's got anything going on. I don't think i got a better figure out than he does. Nobody's going to say that. And they actually believe that. But then you go, yeah, but I'm going to go ahead and do this anyway. Oh, help us, Lord, and things, man. But you know what? We've got to continue to renew our mind with the word. And we can really, uh, we've got to be careful because we can be so swayed by taking the easy way out. So everybody doing good? Let me hear you say amen. amen. All right. So I just broke it down real simple message today, but it's going to be profound, all right? So we need to face the truth, all right? So we start out, so we, we need to face the truth head on. I'm going to read what I wrote here because I, I don't want to mess it up. I said, so many times in life, we like to dance around the truth. Somebody say amen. You know how it goes. I said, we try to bend it, we try to stretch it, but the truth doesn't change. So we need to face it head on and embrace it. And when people first hear you talk about the truth, you almost get a little scared, don't you? You know, oh, man, the truth, oh, the truth, man, that, that's going to be painful. Look at this, look at this here. And this is what the Lord was showing me. It, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. We need to embrace that. It's a great thing. We can have peace with the truth. We can have a strong foundation with the truth and, and, and see what God has for us. Look at the scripture that I got for us here. All right, Proverbs uh, 3, 5 through 7. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do. And what does it say? And he might show you. What? It didn't say that, did it? It said he will show you which path to take. Anybody need some direction sometime? All the guys wave your hand. Right? All the guys, that, you know, and everybody. Yeah, that's for sure. All right. Come on down here. He said, don't, oh, that's not, listen close, everybody. I know this is nobody here, but somebody on the internet might apply to, right? All right. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Quiet now, isn't it? Yeah. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Okay. Now, let's talk about this a little bit. I said, there's a ton of blessing in this scripture that we got here. Let's pull it apart a little bit. I said, we, could, we should trust fully in the Lord. And twice we get the realization of what our part is. All right, you ready? Don't depend on your own understanding. That's one. Note to self. Don't depend on your own understanding. And don't be impressed with your own wisdom. And then I want you to look at this. And look at when he talks about fear. The fear that he's talking about here is a healthy reverence respect. It'd be real hard to get things from God or get things. Let's just take it from your mom and dad. Let's do that. Your parents. If I'm terrified of my dad, it's going to be hard for me to receive from him, isn't it? But you know what? If I have a respect for him and a love and a relationship for him, and he says, hey, hey, son. Yeah, dad. Hey, honey. What? Yeah. And see, that's that love that we have from, from the Lord. Unconditional. No conditions. Isn't that something? If we could grasp that, 
Man, I'm going to tell you, we could just jump over the moon with that. God, I just don't believe there's anything that we just couldn't do if we grab a hold of that. But guess what? It's the truth, isn't it? Doesn't his word say he loves us unconditionally? Didn't he say that, uh, that our sins are forgiven as far as the east is to the west? Didn't he say he came once for all and, and, and it is finished on the cross? Y'all want to be shouting something right here. Stomping some feet. Amen. Goodness gracious. I mean, when we start thinking about that, man, that is, is freeing. Amen from the front row, Mike. <laughs> I'll bring the cue cards next week. Y'all are doing good, man. I love, I love having fun with it. But, you know, you think about that. So many times we, we just get overwhelmed. And we think we got to figure it out. I have a very good friend that tells me this and reminds me of this a lot of times. You don't have to know all the answers. A.K.A. Miss Tanya. I like to know what's going to happen. I like, you know, and I don't have to control that much. <laughs> Maybe I think, I'm just like, well, what's coming down the pipe? I wonder if we do this. I wonder about that. And it's like, hey, look, you don't have to know all the answers. You just got to trust God. And sometimes when you've got a great friend that will speak into the truth in your life, you just need to receive it. And I appreciate that. You know, I don't know how all this stuff works. I don't know. How, I don't know how airplane flies and takes off and all that metal up in the air, but I still get on one. It takes faith, right? And we'll put more faith in man-made stuff than we do in the word of the Lord. Oh, what do you mean, buddy? How many people have faith their car was going to start this morning? Because I guarantee if it didn't, you'd say, I cannot believe it. <laughs> it's just stuff. And I tell you what, the, the way I've been going through auto parts here lately, I mean, I've got to buy three things for one to work here lately. I don't get it. But you know what? Why can't we have that same faith in what God's got going on? I'm going to tell you what. How about that little nudge you get from time to time? Anybody get that little nudge? All right, I've got to tell you this. I'm just, I'm just so excited something went right in, in the mechanic part of my life. Thomas told me the other night, man, to have my air conditioner quit. He tells me late at night. I was like, well, Okay. Did you check this? Did you check this? I am not an AC guy, right? But I have broke a lot of stuff at our house. So I, I could pass on, you know, that experience thing, you can start getting a learning curve, man. And I said, so he came over the next day. I said, man, let's just go over there and look, you know? Did you check the breaker? Yeah, I took the breaker. I said, I had one time the breaker just popped off a little bit like that and it wouldn't work. So we started looking. And, we get a, and I really, I'm, I'm really impressed with my son because I got a meter. Radio Shack, 10 bucks 30 years ago. <laughs> I got, a, I got a meter. I was like, let me check this, son. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Turn the breaker back on. Yeah. Okay, good. Mike's scared because he works with me sometimes. You know, don't let him do that. I called my mother-in-law and tell her about this. She said, thank the Lord. I could not take my grandson and my son-in-law being taken out at the same time. That's what she said. My family knows me, right? So anyway, we get there and we check off. You did? She did. I was like, I love you too, Grandma. Yeah. But they just tell them the truth. So we go out there and we're clicking stuff. And I'm going, Lord, man, come on. And I'm thinking, Lord, I really thought you sent me over here because we want to figure this thing out. And then we get down to the real big stuff. We got to go in the box. I pull the breaker out. Thomas puts the breaker over there. I said, God, why don't you take that loose right there? <laughs> Somebody's got to call for help. <laughs> I love you. You'd probably get back to work before I would. It'd probably take me out. You're young. It'll grow back. You know? <laughs> so he takes it loose and everything, and I'm praying, man, I'm praying. I said, Lord, you know, this is weird. Something's got to be going on. And we opened it up, and a wire went, bang, bang, bang. I was like, I think we found it. I said, do you know where it went? Tom said, it went right there. I said, you sure? He said, yeah. We put that back on, button it all up. I'm going, Lord, we need this thing not to burn his house down. He'll come move back home. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so he goes in there, I said, he said, hey. But he says, Pop, stand back. I said, okay. I'm over here. I'm ready. And he, he, front, he turns the breaker on and he goes, click. And I go, what? And then it went, boom. Said, yeah, we got it. <laughs> We were out there high five and I said, praise the Lord, man. And Alexa's in there going, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> you know, there's little things like that, man, that little nudge. But we could have said, man, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to do that and stuff like that. I'm not telling you to go out there and rewire your house. But I'm just saying, you know, there's little promptings from the Lord. And I give God the glory for that because that's, that's out of my field. But, you know, don't they say you give us wisdom, right? 
He'll give us understanding. He'll protect you when you don't know, right? And I, those little things, I, I, I want to give God glory in those things. Because so often, we could just go, well, look what I fix. I ain't fixed nothing. I was so thankful to see that wire hanging out there. And I was so thankful that Thomas saw where the wire went. I was going, I was doing like this. Rock, paper, scissors. Let's do blue. No, let's do, let's do red. I don't know where it goes, you know. But he said, no, I'm sure it went there. I said, well, let's, we'll put it right there. Yeah. Dad, take your control. Hold this. Hold this. Put it back in there. But, you know, and I had to be honest. I called about every hour. Is everything still cooler? <laughs> I, I don't think I'd go anywhere right now. I just got to stick around. And then Denise goes, Thomas, do y'all got fire? <laughs> fire, uh, what do you call them, fire alarms in the house? You got smoke, smoke detectors in the house? He said, the support I get from my home team. She said, I just want to make sure everything's good. I said, it's good. You know, I know that's a long story to tell you, but you know what? God's good. That's a long story to tell you this. God will give us wisdom. God will give us favor. You know, he knows what we need. He knows what's going on. And when we trust him enough to say, you know what, Lord, I don't know exactly what's going on, but help me in these steps. Help me in these, these areas in my life. I'm going to tell you what. I think a lot of times, maybe in our spirit, we feel like we've got a loose wire. Sometimes we've got a short. Maybe something's not plugged in, but I'm going to tell you what. Bring it back to the blueprint. Bring it back to the word of God and plug into that. Amen. You didn't think I was going to tie that in, did you? All right, God's good. Let's keep on rolling here. All right. We need to realize that the enemy is for real. John 10, 10. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus says this. He says, I came that they may have life and have it in abundance. You know, these scriptures are scriptures that we hear throughout the year. We preach on them a lot. But I hope today that we'll really just grab hold and, and take the grip of grace and just run with it. And I, I look at this and I had a few things written down I want to share with you. I said, God's word comes with some warnings. And those that don't know the Father mistake them as threats. That's buying a lie from the evil one. God is good all the time. We'll look at that. Oh, the, the enemy comes just to steal, kill, and destroy. Well, guess what? If you know that, don't dance with the devil. See, if you know, that's a warning. He's not saying, he comes to do this. He's going to take you out. The ghost of Christmas past and present, whatever. If I watch a Christmas carol one more time. I'm going to tap out. I've watched it. I've watched everything. She's probably going to bring a Japanese version home next. I've watched every one of those things, and, and I think about that. You know, people see that, and they look at some of those things. And, oh, it's, it's, this is this is uh, just something bad coming out of this thing here, man. But you know what? I want us to realize God gives us warnings. God gives us warnings. And look what He finishes up again. But He says, "I came that they may have life and have it abundantly." Over and over and over. I, I got a few more things I want to share here. I said, you know, it, it's, it's God sending his best here. He wants the best for us. He sent Christ for us. I mean, how can you argue with that? I wrote a couple things down here. I said, I said, uh, how do I put this? I said, I wrote this on Christmas Day. I said, it's because Christ was born, we have hope. Because he died, we are forgiven. And because he rose, we are restored. We win on every front. Every front. Everywhere it goes. I keep thinking about that, that uh, band that Scott had a couple weeks ago. We win. Man, we win. If you took the attitude that you are a winner and you take the attitude that you know Christ, and I know you do, and if you don't, you will before you leave here today, I pray. And you say, wait a minute. I have Jesus Christ in my corner. Man, I want you to, I want you to prime the pump here. I want you to prime your heart so when you go into this new year, you know who you are in Christ. We got to know that. Because it'll change everything in every way you act, respond, and do everything. Hey, if you know that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, you're, it's going to affect the way you raise your children. It's going to affect the way you raise your, spend your money. It's going it's to affect the way you deal with people at work. They should know that. It's, it's, it's going to be who you are. It's not what you do. It's who you are. We should respond as a church out of who we are. See, a lot of times we just go through the motions. Well, we'll do this and we'll do that. And it's Christmas time, so we'll go ahead and do that and, you know, check the box. And then, first of the year, what are we going to do? We're going to go on a diet and we're going to save money. Two biggest things that we say we're going to do. Right? Y'all ever had that thing that uh, you says if you put a dollar a week in, 
the first week a dollar, second week two dollars, and it goes up all that, you'll have like, I don't know, twelve hundred dollars or something like that. I usually get to about fifty bucks. You know? And I say, I'm hungry. Right? Right? Which really goes against because now I say I'm gonna go, go on a diet and then I go out and I get a pizza and then it's like you know everything's working against itself. So what are we willing to commit to this year? What are we willing to commit to? Are we willing to commit to, hey, you know what? I'm gonna dig in and grow more in my relationship with the Lord. I'm gonna go to a Bible study on Tuesday night. Hey, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read through the Bible this year. Hey, I'm going to take uh, the um, uh, daily bread home with me. And I'm going to study that. I don't know what it is, but I want to challenge you. As the new year comes, it's a good time to calibrate, reset, and let's grow in the Lord. Let me ask you a question. Think back last year this time. All through the year. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to answer. I just want you to think about this. Are you closer to the Lord this year? going into this new year than you were last year. You know, think about that. And if not, you've got a great opportunity to grow in them this year. Amen? Every day we have that opportunity. Every day. Let's keep on rolling here. So we need to face each day with our hearts focused on God's word. Man, this is the confidence that comes from knowing Christ. The path of victory and the path comes complete, like I said early, bumps, bruises, and detours. And you know what? Sometimes it's tough. But you always have a roadmap. And I'll tell you what, you know, I'm just going to say this. He's always telling me, he says, man, look, I never want to be disrespectful and walk out or anything. We need to be praying for our brother's back. He, he comes in here knowing he can sit as long as he can. And, and he still stays, and then he has to move around. But not getting in his business, that's something we can pray about. But I'm going to tell you what, even then, this is what I like. Even then... Knowing that he probably can't make it all the way through, he'll still come. That's amazing. He walks here. He's here at 9 o'clock. That's a blessing, man. That's a blessing. I just, I just, it, just, it, just, it, just, uh, it just pierces my heart to know, you know what? That I'll come. If I can only stay 15 minutes, I'll still take it. That's somebody hungry for the Lord, man. That's a blessing right there. So we continue to lift him up right now in the mighty name of Jesus for healing to his back. But you know what? There are, like I said, bumps and bruises and detours. And I said, but you know what? We always have the map. We always have God's word. There's not a place in your life that you couldn't come back to the cross to. You know? I've heard people, people preach and different things. And me and my brother-in-law, we'd go to different places and we'd listen. And we'd go, How come they never got to the gospel? How is it so hard to talk about all these other things and you can't find your way to the cross? See, that's the game changer. That's the whole deal. You know, I can tell you a lot of stuff that God loves you. He does, absolutely. I can tell you all these other things that you know what? You love your neighbor and all these things. But what's going to transform your life is knowing that Jesus Christ died for you and he rose again. That's all of it right there. That's the message. So we need to face each day with our hearts focused on God's word. He gives us wisdom. He gives us a guide. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but let's keep on rolling. So the first thing I want our takeaway to be is... Let's face the truth, but embrace the truth. Not facing the truth so you feel like the Lord's going to take it as a hammer and stomp on your life. Embrace it so that we can make the course corrections so that we can live for Jesus. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. Next. We need a pace setter, don't we? Let the Lord set the pace. I want you all to take a look at this right here. John 14, 26. Jesus promised the disciples, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Anybody have a problem with their memory these days? Let me raise both hands. I look for my glasses that are on my head, the screwdriver that's in my pocket, you know, the list that my wife tells me at the store, I leave at home and then I call her back to get the list. You know, it's, it's just part of it. I think a lot of it is this. We get so busy with stuff. And maybe just a little bit we're getting older. I don't know. But I'll tell you, a lot of it is our focus. A lot of it is. But you know what? This is what I want us to, to take away out of this thing. Rely on the Lord. Trust on the Lord. Well, we can't think of How many times? Lord, where is this? Where did I set this? Where did I do this? But even more. Lord, who did you say I was? Lord, when that enemy comes up and says, you know, you ain't no good, man. You can't do that. And this is what you did last week. And this is how you missed a mark here. And you remember in third grade, you stole an ink pen or something. All this nonsense, right? When we really know that God says, I covered it all. You have been transformed from that. You're a new creature with a new feature. God loves you. And he says, I'm placing you in the family. Miss George said it best for all of us. The number one thing 
out of all the things you could have gave her or anything else was time with her family. And I know that all of us agree with that in our lives. Think about this. When Jesus Christ died and rose again and we put our faith and trust in him, we have been set in his family. Man, what a home going that's going to be. I left out one of the stops that I took my mom on. I went through the cemetery. I don't think my mom's been there. My dad's been, been passed away about five years. And we went through there. I said, you know what? I said, I just come through here every now and then to make sure to cut the grass because dad's not here. She said, I miss that old buzzard. <laughs> Y'all would love my mom, man. I'd say, what you see is what you get. She said, I, I miss that old buzzard. I said, I do too. I said, but you know what, mom? We got the promise. I said, we'll see him again. And he'll be home. I want, as you go through this now, I want you to think about that. No doubt, as our family grows and times go by, maybe, maybe I'm the only one thinking about this. You know what I'm thinking about? When I'm quiet, the few minutes I'm quiet, when I'm at Grandmama's house and we got everybody there, there's like 12 of us. I'm thinking, man, what a blessing. Lord, I don't know how many more Christmases we got with everybody, but you give it this one. Man, let's embrace that. I love to laugh. I love to, I love to hear the stories. You know, I love that. Because each day is a blessing, man. Each day is a blessing. And a lot of times we just get so busy doing life, we forget about that. So I, I pray that, you know what, that we have just, just grab hold of what God says. He said he's going to give us the help of the Holy Spirit. And, and, you know, that he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said. Maybe it's, you know what, I love you. Maybe it's you're forgiven. You know, nothing can separate you from my love. Maybe it's by grace you've been saved through faith. See, that's why it's so important to look at our memory verses that we put out each week. We pick those verses so that we can ground you in the promises of God. So when the wave comes and when the boat's shaking, that you can have the Holy Spirit grab a hold of that and say, you know what? You're more than a conqueror. You know what? There's nothing that, that's, that's better than having a whisper from God, even in your spirit. I pray that you hear and listen to that today. Let's keep on going here. I said, we need to get on God's schedule. Zechariah 4, 6 says this. You know, I love this. He said, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. How many people try to take that round peg and put it in, square peg and put it in a round hole? Man, we will try to make it work. Make it work. Just popped in my mind. I'm not a real big computer guy at that time, a little bit better now. And I was recording some stuff. We did a lot of recordings early on on my computer. Uh, and my buddy, something, something happened to the computer. He says, look back and, and find this disc. And if you find this disc, it'll reset everything. So I found this disc and I put it in. And it kept throwing the disc out. And I set it in and it kept throwing the disc out. And I got so frustrated. I'm, I mean, we're about finishing this CD. And I'm like, I've got, I've got to have this. I've got all these hours riding on this. I was focusing on the problem. Over and over. And I forgot about this until the Holy Spirit brought it to my memory. Over and over. And I put it in there. And I would pray over it. I put it in there. And God's probably going, read the note. Put it in there and pop it out. Put it in there pop it out. Put it in there pop it out. I'm blowing on it. I put it in the refrigerator, made it cold, and put it back in there. See if that was doing it. Everything. And my buddy comes over and says, let me see. He says, oh, that's for a Mac. <laughs> it was for the wrong computer. <laughs> you need this one. Man, sometimes we think we have the right tool, but we don't read the print. We don't read the word, and we start just jamming in there. Come on, I'll just do it harder. I'll do it in my might and in my strength. And God says, you know what? I got you right here. Do it in my spirit, man. But by my spirit, says the Lord host. I hope today that as we go through here, that this is freeing to us. I pray that this is, is, is helping us to, to release some of the, I got to get it. I got to fix it. I got to do it. The pressure's on. I got to lose weight next year. I got to save money. I don't know what's going to happen with the insurance. I don't know what this. My interest rate's going to change. I don't know. The car's going to be doing this. I can just take a hand. I, I mean, I could work myself up real fast. How about y'all? But you know what? You ever get around people that don't worry? You almost get mad at them, don't you? My, my Mustang partner, people know I love messing with Mustang. 
I ain't never, that guy's blood pressure, I'm sometimes, I just want to put it, am I, am I telling the truth? It, it, I ain't worried about that kid. That's what he always tells me. I said, well, what about that? We can't worry about that. Now, granted, sometimes he's extreme on the other side. <laughs> but he ain't worried about too much. I got to tell you this story. It has nothing to do with this. just want to make you laugh and relax. I went over to his house one day. We usually go to the garage. He's got stuff everywhere. If you need something, let me know. He's got water coolers. He's got all types of stuff. Ouch. Where's the engine? <laughs> Y'all will get that later. <clears throat> I go over there. And I call him. I say, hey, man, uh, just letting you know I'm pulling up. He said, well, meet me in the house. The door's open. I said, okay. So I'm talking to him. And I said, hey, did you find that part? Or what do you want to do about this car? And what are we going to do? And all this stuff. And I go, and I said, hey, man, I see your dog there. I don't want his dog get out. He said, oh, he's just sleeping. I said, okay. <laughs> so I'm, I've been around a lot of animals in my life. And I love animals. And I'm looking and go, that dog ain't moving. <laughs> I said, I hope you don't think I killed his dog. <laughs> And I'm looking, because usually if you do something, I'm looking like this. I'm talking to him. I'm, and the dog's like, he's real comfortable. And he's on the couch. And I get over there. And he comes in. I go, yeah. And he's talking. I ain't hearing nothing. And I just go, uh, I said, is your dog sleeping? He says, oh, yeah, he sleeps like that all the time. Oh. I, I said, dude, your dog's dead. <laughs> He goes, yeah, I know he's been dead for like 20 years. I said, what? He said he was just too good of a dog to just put him in the ground, kid. I had to stuff him. I said, what? He goes, he gets him and he goes, want to hold him? I go, no. I go, you worry me with this stuff. He said, Roy Roger, Roger stuff trigger. Yeah, I guess he did. What does that have to do with this? I'm not sure, but I just thought that was the craziest thing I've ever heard. Moving forward in a backwards world, that's what it has to do with it. I thought, my gosh, man, what's going on here? And so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to pet him? No, I don't want to touch him. But you know, things sometimes that are strange to us are not strange to other people. You know? <laughs> that's still strange to me. But that's all right. But, you know, we, we get so wrapped around the wheel and stuff like that. I got to move on. I got to move on. So, learn from each lap, okay? What did I learn from that lap that I just told you right there? Everybody's not wired like me. Everybody's not wired like you. And, and, and sometimes things look really strange. But you know what? Let's go back to the Word of God and find the things that we can agree on. Let's go back to the Word of God and hold on to those things. I said experience can be a great teacher, amen? Who's got more experience than to offer a life himself? <clears throat> if we need to know something, we need to check on something, we need to run the lap with the Christ. I said he can teach us daily. As we run each lap of this race, I said we can experience the touch of God in many ways. Some laps are painful, amen? Some are glorious. But each one should draw us closer to the finish line. In God's grace, amen. Each one of those things. You think about this, we talk about it a lot. Do we learn more usually when things are tough or when they're really going good? Unfortunately, it seems like it's a little tough. When everything's stripped away, guess what? You got one card to play. You've got one place to go, and his name is Jesus. It's unfortunate that sometimes things are stripped away like that, but I'm going to tell you what, once you Grab a hold of that. I guarantee you the next time somebody will talk to you, you said, you know, even though this seemed like this was a real bad situation and this was a bad situation, God brought good out of it. I love that in Romans 8, 28. God works all things together for the good. I didn't say everything was good. I didn't say God causes bad things. Hear what I'm saying? But he has the ability through his love and, and his mercy and being all-knowing to bring us through the other side to that finish line. And that's what I want to talk about today. And bring it home with that. Just running our race. Everybody doing good? Amen. I said we need to strive and go the distance. I wrote this down last night. I said quitters never see their dreams become reality. They never see it. You know what? Well, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do it. But you never take it a step to, to make it happen. You know? You ever see people get mad at people that accomplish stuff? Come on now. They will. They go, but they don't know the sacrifice that person has made, right? I, I had a guy at work, and, and uh, 
That's a while back, and Denise was looking for a car, and she knew what type of car she wanted. The Lord blessed us with the car. Got a great deal on the car because everybody knows I ain't going to buy it unless it's a great deal. Got the car, and he got mad because I got her a nice car. I said, do you know something? I have worked two jobs since I've been 15 years old. What does that have to do with anything else? I thought, well, why does that bug you? And it really, I took a few minutes, I thought, that really showed me how tweaked out people can get. You know? And, and, and I thought, wow, I'm not picking on anybody. Those are people we deal with all the time. You know what I mean? Different thing. I'm happy when somebody gets something. I'm happy when they're doing it. It's like, great, good, God blessed you. You know, all these things. I don't care. It's great. You know? And then and you have some people that get mad, but they never realize the sacrifice. They haven't seen the time you've been praying. They haven't seen the time you put in. They haven't seen the work you've been doing. You haven't seen some of these things. So you know what I say about that? Oh, well. Oh, well. Mama's happy. I'm happy. You know? And that's okay. But you know what? We're in this world for such a short time. I pray that we enjoy every minute that we can. Every minute that we can. And it's not about stuff. It's about making a difference. It's about enjoying that family. It's about making a difference, an impact from right here, man. It's amazing. I might have told you all this is worth repeating. Uh, I used to go to several churches out here, and you guys probably have too, over time. And I, I saw a lady that I used to go to church with some years ago. And she made a point. She was eating, and she got up, and she came over. And she, she put her arm around me, and she says, how you doing? I said, doing good. She says, I'm hearing good things about Charles Church. I said, praise God. She said, what you're doing there is necessary. Woo, come on. Other churches going, there's something going on down there. What they're doing is necessary. I just, and she came over and said, what y'all are doing down there is necessary and you're making a difference. I just want to let you know. She gave me a hug. Man, come on. What you're doing here is necessary to reach people with the gospel, to love people right there. Amen. That's the whole big deal. Man, we got to keep striving to go to distance. What else we got? I want you to know this. You're not running your race alone, right? Look at Hebrews 12, 21. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. You ever thought about that? Can you just picture this? Can you just picture this right here? That, that our forefathers that went before us, if they could just look over the balcony and say, come on. Come on, KTP. It's a big finish. Come on, Mike. Tell somebody else. Come on, Tim. Come on, Jess. Come on. Come on, Denise. Come on. Woman, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. What I say all the time, everybody needs a cheerleader. Look through the Bible and look at the men and women that gave and gave and gave and sacrificed just so we can have the word. Just so we can have the word of God. Man, that's a blessing right there. That's huge. And we go, man, I can't believe it. I got to drive all the way. I got to drive two miles in my new car to church. <laughs> well, man, I can't make it. I got, you know, I still got Bush Gardens passes that we haven't used, man. You know, we can put all these things. We can put many times we put all the blessings in front of God. I'm going to tell you what, he's the biggest blessing we will ever have. Let's walk in that and let's grow with that. And I said this right here. I, wanna, I hope this gives us some urgency. I said, this is the race of your lifetime. When, when I went to do my surgery, one thing that rang out in my mind, somebody said this or something, I grabbed hold of it. It said, you will never be any younger than you are today. I don't even know who said that. And I just said, you're right. And I'm thinking, well, if I'm in, in good shape now, I better get this done. So I applied that to what I'm doing there. You'll never be any younger than what you are today. So let's make today count, Right? Because I tell you what, I'm wearing out from, from 30 to 50 is a little bit. And I know going on from there is, is, is going to be a little tougher. But you know what? If I make good choices today, that'll help my tomorrow. Not only will it help my tomorrow, what happens if it impacts somebody's life for eternity? So I don't want to grow tired. They tease me a lot of times. They say, man, you stay up all night. I'm thinking. I'm praying. I should be sleeping sometimes. You know, but it's like, man, Lord, we, we got to make a difference. What's going on? And then the Lord reminds me, he says, uh, not in your power, not in your strength, not in your mind, but in my spirit. And somehow the Holy Spirit flips the switch in me. 
And even though I'm awake, I have that peace. And I listen. And I go, man, Lord, you're right. You've got a plan. You ever have somebody ask you this? What are you going to do next year? What are you going to do about this? I can make a whole lot of plans, and I think it's good to prepare. You know what I tell people? I said, we're going to trust the Lord. We're going to listen to the Lord. And when he says move, we're going to move. And we're not going to move until he says move. We're going to jump, and we're going to go back, or whatever. And that's what we're going to do, because you know what? I don't want to go without him. How about you? I want, he said that, you know what? What did it say in our word here? It says, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. You got to be close to him to know him, right? How do we get close to him? Spend time with him. I want you guys to hear that. This race, this is the race of your lifetime. At 50, this has happened to me. Maybe it happened to me. When I first started ministry a while back, I constantly thought that I was too young. Isn't that crazy? I thought, well, not me, but people looked at me that I was too young. He's a loose cannon. He's too excited. He's too excited. Watch out. You know, I just want to tell people about the Lord. So they give you a little bit of leash. <laughs> you ever take your dog out, give him this much leash, and he's going, <laughs> that was me. Hey, let me do it. You know, they give you a little bit of that leash. And then the next thing you know, man, before I know, you're out there and you're like, This, this dog's getting a little tired. This dog's getting a little older, you know? And I look at all these things and I go, man, you know, I, I wish I'd have done this here. I wish maybe I could have done that there. And I wish, and the Lord said, I was training you. I was teaching you. How many are glad? Well, I'll just say this. When I, when I became a dad, I was, not, I was not 18. It is probably really good for my family that my kids were not born when I was 18. You guys did a great job with yours. But I was not the same guy at 20, at 21, 22, 23, whatever. So let's see. I guess about 26, 28, 27, something like that. Thomas comes along. And I tell Denise, I said, oh, man, this is great. Thomas is too when I come on the scene. He could tell me what hurts. He could tell me what's going on. I could work with that. Eight years later, we have Jesse. I don't know nothing about a baby. I don't. And I told Denise, I said, baby, look, I'll do anything you tell me to do. I said, don't for one minute assume that I know what I'm doing. Because I don't. You know, I'm, I'm just being, I, I don't know. I'm waking him up. Is he breathing? Is he breathing? Is he breathing? Just leave it alone. I'm terrified. I'm, wondering, I'm staring in the, crawl, in the thing like that. You know? And Thomas don't know anything either about it. Me and him are learning at the same time. He grabs his brother and bonks his head. And Thomas is crying more. <laughs> Then his brother, but his hand is soft. And so I probably messed him up. And now 13, 14, 15 years later, we're going, maybe you did. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. I love you, buddy. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> I got I to gotta tell you this. I got to tell you this. My boy is fast on the brain. And I told you I'd been going to the auto parts store, and I got all confused and mixed up another day. And finally, after they got it straight, the guys laughed at me. My son did something that I probably would have if I thought of. He goes, Dad, we're taking you back to the nursing home right after this. <laughs> He's like, well, I was trying to tell you. I was like, I need a billboard. Just tell me. Oh, man, we have a good time. Man. I'll tell you, you know. And you know what's really cool? When your kids don't think you're cool and they hang out with other kids, they think you're cool. But you just don't want to face it, do you? They go, they go man, man, your dad's pretty cool. I was like, hey, you want to hang out? I'll take him home. <laughs> want to get a pizza? But you know what? We, <laughs> man, we're running this race, and I, I want to make each step count. How about you? I want to have a good time. I want to invest in my family. I want to, I want to love on our church family. I want people to know about Jesus. So let's take a look at this here. I put this here. It says, keep your eye on the prize. I love the scripture. It's one dear, very dear to our family. It says, Philippians 3.14. It says, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Man, I pray as we approach this new year that we live life with zeal. I don't mean live life like a bulldozer and crunch people and run them over if they don't believe what you believe or how they act like this. 
but with zeal. That such a, have you ever seen somebody love the Lord so much it almost makes you jealous? It's like, man, they're close to the Lord. What's going on? You know? Man, I, I pray that we spur each other on this new year. Not just the first week. Not just till February. Right? But throughout. In every day that goes by. That we encourage the home team. So that you know what? That our lights shine bright for Christ. And you know what? There's going to be some days that seem pretty dark. But I'm going to tell you what. I guarantee you if you call somebody in here, they'll help shine light. I guarantee you if you talk to anybody in here, they're going to point you back to the word. Because that's what we do. And we want to continue to grow in that. So you know what? Moving forward in a, in a, in a backwards world. Let's read this together. Can we read this here together? Can you all see that? I hope you can. And, and I'll say one, two, three, read. Don't copy the behavior and customs of the world. But let God transform you into a new person. By changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's beautiful Which is good. And perfect. I pray that we take a hold of that today. I pray that we take a hold of that right here and right now and know that we're not alone in this race. That you know what? That we can embrace God's truth. That we can allow the Holy Spirit that's already living in us as believers to help us set the pace. And know that the race that we're running, it's important. You are necessary, right? You're not here just to ride along on the sidelines. God has put you in a place such as this for right now so that he can use you. Are you available? Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much that even though this world sometimes seems like it's coming off the rails, you are the conductor of our life, Lord. You are the author and, and, and perfecter and finisher of our faith, Lord. I thank you that you know no matter what and no matter where and no matter how, you can reach us. You're willing to reach us. You'll love us, Lord. I pray if there's one here today that hears the sound of my voice that does not know you today, that's never received the greatest gift of your son, I pray today that they do. How do I unwrap that gift, buddy? How do, how do I receive that? You receive it by faith. You receive it by putting your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That means we all have missed the mark. But God had a remedy. God had a plan, and it's perfect. It's the perfect sacrifice. His name is Jesus. And Jesus Christ came and paid our sin debt in full at the cross. And on that third day, he rose to life again. And we can have that life when we call on the name of Jesus. Don't make it hard. Don't make it tough. Just make it real. Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Today, I'm trusting you as my Savior. That you today don't leave here without telling me. I pray that for everybody. If you're here today, you said, man, I'm glad that this end, the, the year is coming to an end. I look so forward to something new. Well, you know what? I pray that God's doing a new thing in your life and your heart. I pray that God will continue to, to, to forge us together as an amazing church family. And we'll grow and we'll reach people for you, Jesus. Help us to be that family that represents you well. Lord, forgive us when we fall short. Help us to keep our eyes not on each other, but on you. And as we do that, you draw us closer together as a family. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. All right. Very good.